The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Let's hear some voices from business and their reaction to the budget. Lisa Eccles, Vice President of the Irish Hairdressers Federation. Uh, what's your reaction to the increase in VAT uh, that's going to apply to you from the end of February? Hi, Matt. Well, we're obviously really disappointed and we would be asking the government to reconsider the VAT increase of 4.5% because, I mean, as the minister had said today, that inflation is going to continue into 2023. So to put an extra 4.5% on top of that, which is a cost that is going to have to be passed on to the consumer because businesses are so stretched at the moment, there's no way that you could absorb that additional cost. And it's just, it's really vital for us that we stay at the 9% because even when we look at our European colleagues in hairdressing services, the majority of them can avail of a 5% VAT rate. It's because we're we're a very labour intensive industry. You know, we provide employment predominantly to, you know, a female workforce. And we're also, you know, a very welcoming and open place for anyone from the LGBTQ community to, to get a job as well. So, you know, I can only see salons having to reduce hours, you know, bring down staff numbers and we're already struggling to even recruit in the industry as it is. So I just think it's just another blow and and I would just be asking the government to reconsider it into January of next year that they could have a look at that. Because Lisa, I imagine your cost, your electricity bills must be going up quite dramatically, particularly if you're leaving the hair dryers on for a long time. Absolutely. I mean, we, we would be very dependent on electricity, both to heat our water, hair dryers. And then I I mean, personally, in my own salon, I've seen an increase of, you know, last year, the equivalent time I would have paid maybe 250 euro for a month of my electricity bill. And my last bill that came in, which was a six week period, was 1500 euro. Like those kind of increases. It's just so the energy, obviously, we do welcome the you know measures that they're bringing in to try and help with energy costs but to to then like not help us out with the VAT so they're nearly giving it to you with one hand but taking it away with the other. Because you were lumped in with the hospitality sector aren't you with the hotels and restaurants who as we heard from Pascal Dunham earlier he was a bit annoyed with the price gouging that went on in some places. Yeah, and you see, I suppose it's difficult in that we we obviously were you know put in with hospitality for services, but hairdressing it's it's a totally different industry. Like if we don't have stylists there working, you know, looking after clients, we don't have any kind of passive income the same way that hotels would, where you know you just have your rooms that are there constantly making you money, and you just need like that one person to go in to to clean the room. So for us, it's just we feel like we we're a different industry, and at times it's been beneficial to be you know kind of in with hospitality when it comes to availing of the 9% VAT. But, you know, I suppose the way that maybe other, you know, hotels, restaurants are, are kind of operating, it is, it's different to us. We haven't really seen the benefit of it. I mean, we were closed for 10 months through COVID. <clears throat> We're only really starting to get back on our feet. And, you know, like, again, even like with elderly clients, the, the majority of them have only really got the confidence to start coming back into salons in the last, you know, the last couple of months. And now they're going to have to reconsider whether or not that they can come back into the salon if they can afford it. And, you know, for a lot of them, it's a really critical service, like to be able to come in and actually yeah. have your hair washed and blow dried. Lisa Eccles from the Irish Hairdressers Federation. Thank you. Paul Gallagher, General Manager of Buswell's Hotel in Dublin. Uh, you've dealt with the issue of price gouging on this programme previously saying you weren't doing it but you can't deny that there were other hotels particularly in urban Ireland who did it and I think a lot of other hoteliers are furious now that they're all paying the price for the behaviour of a few. Yeah I think uh, you know there have been some high prices this summer uh, you know I think uh, your listeners will have noticed that 
But overall, I mean, I can tell you the CSO recent report shows that hotel prices have only risen 17% since 2019. So, you know, they haven't really risen very high. Sorry, 17% over 2019 is quite a hike, isn't it? Not really. It's three years. But I mean, if I, if Not I, when inflation only took off in the last 12 months. Yeah, but I can tell you the inflation is really significant. Some hotels are reporting 300% increase in energy costs. Food has gone up 22%, payroll 10 Linen, 32%. Other costs are uh, 9%. If I put it in my own hotel... The cost of energy for every room in the hotel was about four euros a room per day. It's now nine euros per room per day. You know, it's substantial cost increases. Uh, but so, look. So what is the 4.5% VAT increase going to do to you from the start of March next year? Well, I mean, some hotels won't be able to pass it on. I mean, there'll be hotels in some locations where just the, the price sensitivity, it's all local business, they won't be able to do it. So there'll be some absorption. Other hotels will probably find it easier uh, to pass it forward. Uh, but we will have already contracted business into next year and people have bought rooms for next year at the 9% rate because you can only put the current rate in the system. And when they check out, then we'll have to take 13.5% of that rate and return it to government as VAT. So there will be some absorption of it. But I mean, ideally, we can't afford to absorb it all, but some will be absorbed. OK, Neil MacDonald, Chief Executive of Ismi. Um What do you make in particular of the energy caps been put in place for businesses or the refunds rather than energy caps? Well, um, Matt, it, it, it is a significant scheme. They've, they're putting over a, a billion into this. We understand uh, I, I, that has to be an estimate because no one really knows how much it's going to cost. Um, how, however, uh, given the nature of this scheme, and I, I did uh, hear the minister earlier tr- uh, trying to explain there how, how it was going to function, but broadly, we would see, you know, because businesses are just going to be getting 40% of the extra, the additional energy charges rebate. And again, some businesses are going to be able to absorb the 60% additional cost. Some businesses are going to be able to pass it on. But for those who, who can't do either, there, there, there may be trouble ahead this winter. And then what will they do? What will happen? Do you expect many closures of businesses or layoffs of people? Uh, what we're seeing initially is the, the sorts of inquiries from businesses in this bracket are they are looking at, unfortunately, which, which isn't good news either, they're looking at controlling their labour costs, so reducing hours or putting workers on short-term working. Um, if if the price rises are very significant this winter and, and what we're looking at now suggests they will be, uh, we would be looking at redundancies and layoffs. Redundancies and layoffs, OK. Paul Gallagher, I mean, how concerned are you as well that there's going to be a dip in consumer spending? Yeah, I think that's uh, very likely. I think you, know, you probably see that across restaurants and bars uh, throughout the winter. People will have to absorb how this budget is going to affect their take-home pay over the next few days. But, uh, you know, we're only entering sort of winter hours now where the heat is going to be on for longer at home. Lights are burning for a longer period of time. You know, who left the immersion on? People shouting up up and down staircases. Uh, You know, I do think... You know, in modern 21st century, you can put those things on a timer. Yeah, you can, but um, I don't know if any of your listeners have daughters who like showers, but the shower sometimes goes on five minutes before the person steps into it. But uh, thankfully, my hotel customers don't do that. But That you know of. Well, that I know of, yes. We do try to keep an eye. But no, I, I do think, you know, there will be some change to people's habits. Uh, and it will reveal itself pretty quickly, I think. You would think then at Christmas they will come out because I think generally people will come out at Christmas times.
Neil MacDonald, are you concerned about with people now being more conscious of their budgets that we're going to see a decline in consumer spending and other hit to many businesses? Uh, hopefully not, Matt. I mean, the, the clear direction of effort in this budget, as, as Ian Guider said earlier on, has been towards those on fixed incomes and towards households via a, a, a sort of a universal €600 Euro energy credit um, over over uh, three bills. Um, whether that's going to be sufficient, uh, we, we hope it is, because at the same time, you know, there is a reasonably large movement in in the uh, standard rate cutoff. Uh, so those on on the average industrial wage and higher should be a, a little over seven hundred euro better off just on the tax side. So we would hope that the you know the the, the in, inflationary impulse not to spend will be overcome uh, by the by the income side measures the government brought out. Hopefully, you're right. Thank you very much, Neil Macdonald. I want to bring in Mary Conway, the chair of the Irish Property Owners Association, because Mary, there had been speculation that something might be done for landlords to encourage them to continue in the business when many are said to be trying to get out. So tell us about the measures today and what benefit they'll bring to you. Um, absolutely no benefit at all. Um, it's been a very disappointing budget for the private rental sector and it's been a missed opportunity to help retain investors and encourage new investors to enter the market. Um, there have been approximately 7,000 landlords leaving the um, the market yearly. I know some were trying to hold on to see whether there be some kind of a tax incentive or, uh, today, but that hasn't happened. And, you know, while we welcome the um, the tax credit for renters, um, we feel really they're not going to benefit because the houses aren't going to be there for them to um, to rent. So nothing done effectively as far as you were concerned? Nothing done. I mean, there is a small, um, which means absolutely nothing, um, um, pre-letting expenses, um, an increase to landlords €10,000. Sorry, that's not going to happen because nobody's going to be coming into the market that's going to avail of it. So that means absolutely nothing. So really there's nothing and um, we're, we're very disappointed. Because but can you, sorry, can you understand, Mary, that you know, when little was been done for renters, the government politically couldn't be seen to do something for landlords? Well, the thing about it is they're doing it all the time for the um, the private investment funds and they're not paying any taxes and the landlords, uh, the private landlords who are supplying property right around the country in every town and village um, are being hit yet again. Um, we're capped at 2%. Inflation is going up. The um, investment funds can come in, they can put any rent they want because they are catering to elite tenants um, in fancy parts of the city where um, they have tenants coming in who have can afford a, a good rent. The ordinary person who, you know, the family who wants to rent or the single person, um, they're the ones that the day-to-day landlords are providing for and it's not going to happen. Okay, Mary Conway, thank you. Actually, Paul Gallagher, General Manager of Buswell's Hotel, when it comes to staffing issues, I mean, is this actually also going to end up as a drag that more and more people simply won't be able to work in places like Dublin because they can't afford the rent? Yeah, I mean, I think accommodation for staff is also an issue. I mean, I've had a number of Spanish employees. Uh, they were couch surfing with pals for a while and they had to return back to Spain. They simply couldn't find anywhere to live in Dublin. So, I mean, it is, it is a really burning issue for uh, 
hotel staff, particularly in the cities. I know of hoteliers right around the country who are buying houses, so they've entered the housing market to buy houses to accommodate their staff. So putting further pressure, I suppose, on other people in those locations looking for accommodation. Paul Gallagher from Boswells, and we already heard from Mary Conway of the Irish Property Owners Association, Lisa Eccles from the Irish Hairdressers Federation, and Neil MacDonald, the ISME Chief Executive. Thank you all. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-